to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 247 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Ah, 17 regular season races in the books, and, and we're still hanging around 11 race winners. I think we'll pop off a few more there, but uh, we'll get to that in a little bit before the show gets rolling. Don't forget to go roast the competition. Be the first to the finish line with Five Lakes Angry Brew. Angry Brew is a massively caffeinated, amazing tasting, high octane coffee that will get you through the day. Not just half the day, a quarter of the day. It'll get you through the whole day. Uh, When you need a power up, reach for Angry Brew Coffee with a Punch and go to angrybrew.com. Use code LAPPED, L-A-P-P-E-D and get 10% off. And there's more. Uh, I've, I got. I still have a bunch of Angry Brew mugs and Spencer Boyd autograph hats and, and a bunch of good stuff. And I always throw some lap traffic stuff in there. Uh, I've been trying to do one a week, one every other week. Uh, this week's kind of been crazy. I did one last week, so I'll get another one out uh, for you guys next week. Uh, weekend, man, weekend was packed. Lindsay was out of town, so I took full advantage of booking myself. Um, you know, when the wife's out of town, you got to go buy something for yourself. And, and I uh, pulled the trigger. Uh, you guys know I love to golf. My set of clubs uh, was, was getting up there in age a little bit, and I decided it was time to treat myself to a new set of golf clubs so i went and bought a new set of clubs thursday uh friday a buddy and i we went and saw ron white at a comedy club not like a big venue anything like that which was awesome uh had a black i mean it's ron white how do you not have a good time uh and then saturday tested said new clubs in a golf outing which was awesome and uh uh, Sunday, chilled, relaxed, uh, stopped by grandpa's, dad came over, all that good stuff. So hope you guys, uh, hope all the fathers out there had a great Father's Day, all that good stuff. Uh, last week was busy too. Uh, hope you enjoyed both shows last week. That's right, we had Nashville on Tuesday, uh, as well as Dustin Albino on Thursday. Great time there. Uh, and also on Tuesday, you guys uh, heard that uh, I am back as the official podcast for Landon and Parker's Eraser Firecracker 400, which I'm excited about because uh, there's a lot going on tonight's show about that. So listen, if you're not into the sim racing and all that kind of stuff, uh, I get it. But hey, uh, really cool perspectives and all that. Uh, So I got a stack show tonight with uh, some of the guys that are going to be in the lineup uh, racing and qualifying tonight and or I'm sorry, Wednesday and Thursday this week. So we'll get to all that. What else is going on? I am pumped. I got to tell you this. I am so excited because Pocono is going to be on the show tonight. Yes, the entity itself, Pocono. No, uh, Kevin Heaney, uh, communications director from Pocono, is going to be on in just a minute uh, to talk about Pocono and how excited they are, which is awesome. Chris Hacker, uh, you've probably seen him on social media. He's been making a splash, uh, and I, I, I... thought what the hell let's get chris on let's let's see what's going on with him uh and then we've got a bunch of uh stacked guys coming on from the eraser series we got brandon Cantell, who was last year's firecracker winner uh we got casey Kerwin, who drives for the e-nascar coke series brian blackford who actually works at the nascar hall of fame he's going to be on and xfinity driver ryan vargas um aaron studwell is going to be on we got fantasy uh all that good stuff and oh i got two things number one uh, last Thursday, 
Uh, I tested out Twitter Spaces. Some of you guys hopped on that, and it was pretty awesome. I really liked how it worked. So um, I'm, I'm thinking here uh, a good chance to debut that is going to be on episode 250 in a couple weeks and uh, get you guys in the mix to help celebrate a uh, – a milestone there, episode 250. So be on the lookout for that. Might even pop on there once or twice before then as well. Uh, and yeah, so let's uh, let's let's get rolling. Let's get Pocono Raceway on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line, making his first appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. He's the Senior Director of Communications with Pocono Raceway, which will be hosting the big Pocono Double, along with the Xfinity Series, Truck Series, and Arca Series this weekend. Welcome to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Kevin Heaney. Kevin, what's up, brother? What is going on, man? Uh, you know, it is it is race week. There's a lot happening here. You mentioned it. Five races, three days. Fans are back. Um, not sure if you saw it or not, but... Uh, on Monday evening, we put out something on social media. Camping is sold out. It's going to be packed here. Uh, tickets are still available, but it's going to be crazy, crazy weekend in our infield and campgrounds. That's so cool. I am so excited for you guys. You know, um, you know, one, one of the things like, you know, last year, like this was the ticket. This was the build, you know, the Pocono double. Uh, and then, unfortunately, we all know what happened. So I am so glad that you guys are finally going to get that big payoff, so to speak, this weekend, man. Yeah, you know, and the weather's shaping up to be nice. You know, you look at the weather forecast. It's like, oh, there might be a scattered chance of, some inclement weather, but at the same time, you know, we're on top of a, a mountain here. So um, the weather's always a little wonky in terms of the way it comes and goes. Um, but most of the time it's, 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 it, it may say that it's going to rain, but I would say 90% of the time it's not happening. So it's kind of one of those, I wasn't gonna it's kind of one of those weird things. <laughs> oh, you can bring up weather. Well, hey, man, the cup tickets come with the worry for weather guarantee. There you go. It's yeah. a perfect opportunity to let people know your tickets are guaranteed, no charge whatsoever back to you. And if, if the rain's postponed for weather reasons, the cup races are postponed for weather reasons, as well as camping or pit paddock passes, um, and you can't make the rescheduled date, basically you didn't get your ticket scanned uh, on that rescheduled date, we're going to cut you a check for the face value of your tickets. No questions asked. That's happening. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so we try to take care of our fans, like, you know, and, and, and with all due respect, everyone says, oh, it always rains at Pocono. Okay, well, it, it rains everywhere in the country, first off. <laughs> and secondly, secondly, stop saying the, the R word when you're on track. I, I stopped saying the R word come Wednesday of race week because at that point, it doesn't matter. We're in it. We're looking forward to fans being here. And, it, and, and quite honestly... The rain never seems to bother our camping crops. Just saying. Go. Just there saying. I love it. Uh, all right, Kevin. Well, let's let's start out with this. First off, I got to give you guys a, a huge thank you uh, to, to you, to Pocono, for supporting podcasts. Uh, I know Pocono has its own podcast, which I was honored to be a part of in the offseason, along with some other great podcasts. Uh, it, it's awesome that the tracks, NASCAR uh, supports podcasts. Uh, there hasn't been a track yet that I've reached out to that hasn't come on the show or, or hasn't uh, extended great credential accommodations to me if I've been able to make the track. So uh, I'm, I'm bummed I'm not able to make it this weekend, but thank you so much for supporting. Uh, and I definitely plan on getting out there next year with you guys. Yeah, man, come on up. I mean, you know, I think this double header format is going to be here to stay. Um, it's going to be, you know, a wild, wild weekend. Um, and, and such a good bang for your buck. I mean, and I'm not, and I'm not just saying that as, as a person who's a promoter, right? Our, our job is to promote but if I'm a race fan, 
and you can see a cup race on Saturday, a cup race on Sunday, and 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 no disrespect to all the other tracks out there because we get along quite well, but we like to make, take jabs at each other. We have a true double doubleheader weekend. There are literally two races taking pl- place back to back on Saturday with the truck race, cup race, Sunday, Xfinity Cup race. So. You know, and if you want to get into the way the tracks say, oh, we have a triple header weekend on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All right, we have a quadruple weekend. Uh, no, quintuple with five. There we go. Yeah, Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. Whatever that is. We have five races in three days. It's insanity here. It's going to be so much fun. Yes. Well, you know, I, I made a, I, I sold, I talked a big game on your guys' podcast in the offseason about my pulled porks, you know, meat that I've got to come out and smoke. So I know uh, my mouth's still watering over it. You're not bringing it. I'm a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie, Brandon. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, man. Like you said, it, it's crunch time. What sort of things are like done race week, you know, whether it's setting up, fan, you know, the stuff around the track for the fans and the concourse there, you know, what, what's getting done, you know, race week. You know, it's kind of crazy, you know, this place, not, you know, we've had other events and other things like that, but in terms of the, the core NASCAR places, camping, um, our grandstand, our fanfare, our media center, um, you know, victory lane, you know, all pit road, um, these, this place out, you know, kind of dormant for 14 months. While we held the race last year, there were no fans. So we didn't do the power washing. We didn't do the paint fixtures, you know, fixing the paint in different areas. We didn't have to flush every single toilet to make sure they were operational, you know. So it's all those small little things that pop up. And, and, and we're not going to dust off a little bit, you know. It's been, it's been a while since we had our fans back. We had the lifeblood here. We had that excitement and energy back in our stands. So we're not going to dust off. But it's all about final race weekend prep. Um, our line painters are out there, like I said, for, for the infield, man. We're, we're so full that, that they're out there painting lines for places we never thought of before. Um, so it's pretty crazy that, that what's happening. I'm setting up the media center today on top of doing some media availabilities and some chats with some drivers and, and our president. Um, so it's kind of business as usual. It's still promoting. It's still doing what we do throughout the year. It's just all accelerated. Um, I wish that you could hear the dinging that's going on. I put my earphones on to give you a call here, and, and, and the phone keeps dinging and dinging. And after a while, it just it, that dinging is almost like music for you uh, because you hear it so often. Uh, but that's race weekend. It's, it's lots of communications. It's lots of people reaching out to you. It's fans with their questions. Um, and it's just trying to get this place to look as great as it can be for when our fans arrive and they can get a great experience, uh, you know, from, from Thursday with campers arriving all the way through, you know, Monday afternoon when they depart. That's awesome. Uh, what kind of things, uh, you know, events do you have planned for the fans that are coming day of for Saturday or Sunday and, and that are sticking around and, and camping throughout the weekend? Sure, sure. I'll work backwards, actually, with your question. Uh, our camp, Our campground is kind of pretty known for what we do. So we have an inclusive playground for kids of all abilities to learn, grow, play together. Um, that's open all weekend. We have a dog park. It's called the Pokemon Raceway Bark Park. Again, promoter cap on the first NASCAR track to ever have a dog park in their infield. Um, so we're still toting that 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 little uh, title for ourselves. So bring your dogs with if you want to camp. That's awesome. We have an activity. We have an activities and welcome center. You know, the Poconos is a tourist destination. I remember growing up as a kid, I would come up to the Poconos from New York and. Uh, I would go to a resort, and at 11 o'clock, there was bingo, and there were arts aircraft at noon, and there was yoga for mom in the morning, and there were paint and sips for dad and mom at the night. 
Um, there was teenage dance parties. We have all that in our infield, which is crazy to think about. Oh, by the way, we have three nights of live entertainment, our infield block party. Oh, by the way, this year, people with pit paddock passes that can't can go on the track and ride their bike around the 2.5 on Thursday afternoon and Friday morning. Um, so Friday camping, you know, like I said, there's nothing available right now, but it, there's so much to do for campers. And I think that's why we see it sold out for all the fans coming up on Friday. Um, we have our annual kids day. Uh, we've been running that for 14, 15 years now. So we have a bunch of health and wellness programs, plus our kids zone, plus our free carnival, plus tricky. The Fox is bouncing around or one little, little uh, uh, red haired mascot. Uh, he's bouncing around all weekend. Saturday and Sunday, um, fanfare is full boat. We have lots of things going on, um, lots of displays, a lot of interactive things. That carnival continues all weekend long. Uh, if you stop by our fan stage between like 10 and 1130, uh, we are doing some quote-unquote live driver appearances. So basically the fan is in front of a Zoom camera. There's a big board that the rest of the fans can watch. The driver's joining via Zoom, so he's not going to be technically in person but they're going to feel that energy with the crowd behind the fan. Um, so it's going to be a cool little thing that we're doing this year for drivers. Uh, we have a pretty good lineup set up. Um, and you, you want to know what the lineup is, you have to stop at the fan stage. We're actually not announcing the lineup. It's kind of a super secret thing that we want to kind of test out and see if people are going to show up. So it's going to be pretty cool. Um, and then, of course, if you have a pit paddock pass, front stretch access, sign the start finish line, our trophy is going to be down there on pit road. You can take a picture in front of it, get your selfie. Uh, we're put up digital boards now for our scoring pylon. They're fully digital. So, you know, if your favorite driver is Kyle Busch or Kyle Larson or anyone else that's in the field, um, you can take a selfie with a 300-foot virtual <laughs> Joey Logano behind you. Uh, so we're doing all sorts of goofy stuff here. Um, you know, we anticipate as, as much as a fan experience as you can get. Obviously, it's a little different with some of the protocols slowly being lifted and and, and, and kind of – transitioning back to normalcy but at the same time we expect a, a, a drove of fans to show up bring your coolers parking is free um you know it's it's just gonna be it's just so much fun to see everybody walking behind the grandstands and, and we actually have wi-fi this year so you can stay connected uh we partner with verizon and we have wi-fi all behind the grandstands and the 200 300 levels and all of our cleats uh quotes and clubs and skyboxes so it should be a really really fun weekend for sure excellent you can watch the race in person and keep up with lap traffic on social media during exactly yes. exactly I love it you know speaking of social media i gotta tell you guys um real quick you know i i had a a, a thing called you know i i love puns so the lap traffic podcast had its wave around hotline right and uh -huh. you know i use that for people to call in leave voicemails and i'd play them back and i retired the wave around hotline last Last week after participating in Pocono's Twitter space, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, and just yeah. seeing how awesome that worked because I'm going to slowly start to work that into the show as kind of like a live feature that while you're not listening live, but you can hear me while I'm recording and I'll cut out to a couple people here and there and make the show that much more interactive. So huge thanks to you guys for doing that because I had no idea that was even a thing. So. Yeah, I give full credit to uh, one of the guys who are on our podcast with Kevin Teal. Kevin runs our social media accounts, and he's pretty savvy when it comes to stuff. He said to me, hey, I want to try this this thing on Twitter. And I was like, okay, sounds great. And, uh, you know, I, I, I am a recent dad of a, a nine-month-old, so I was not able to join said Twitter chat. Uh, I was too busy giving my son a bath. So, um, 
but but he 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 texted me immediately. He's like, I think we found something. I was like, cool, that's yeah. awesome. So yeah. I'm gonna try to join a couple of them. He's gonna do more of them this week. He'll do some Instagram lives and stuff like that. You know, Kevin does a great job with our social media. Um, you know, I started our social media back in 2011. I mean, it was started, but it really didn't have anyone to kind of be that voice. And sure. Kevin's taken over, done a tremendous job. We try to be interactive. We try to use social media for the purpose of it. Stay up to date with us. Have some fun. Let's keep it casual. Let's keep it respectful. Uh, we're a fun-loving group, and uh, you know we treat everybody with the same amount of respect that we possibly can across the board. And we have some fun stuff. We we try to we try to be trendy. Um, one of our other marketing communications folks, they, she was like, "We got to get on TikTok," and I'm like, ah, "I don't think we need to be on TikTok." The first video she put out got like 4,000 views or something. I'm like, we need to be on TikTok. So <laughs> that's awesome. We try to use everything that's our in our in our toolbox to to really interact and have a blast. Keep everybody informed um, on race weekend. Keep everybody safe if we have weather messaging or something's going on or the bathrooms are shut down. You know, we try to just pump out as much information. I can tell you we get complaints on race weekend. You guys tweet too much. <laughs> All right. Well, then don't follow us. On June 24th through the 28th, because I can promise we're gonna, up. <laughs> we're gonna put a lot of stuff out. Well, Kevin, talk real quick about the, uh, the the primary race sponsors. We got the Pocono 325, Explore the Pocono Mountains 325, CRC Breakling 150, uh, Pocono Green 225. Um, talk about the the sponsors and how those came about uh, with, with sure. Pocono. Yeah, General Tire is actually our ARCA sponsor. They've been our ARCA sponsor for five years, and we're looking forward to uh, having them back on again this year. Um, this is the fifth year of their relationship, and and we've 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 built up a good enough relationship where I think you'll see General Tire at Pocono Raceway for a long time. So Friday's race is the General Tire hashtag anywhere as possible two hundred. If you can't make it out to the track, which I don't know why you wouldn't, if you're near here, it's ten bucks to come to the race. Uh, kids do not eat a ticket on Friday; they can just come with the parents. Um, and every adult ticket holder can wrap the four kids with them. So uh, it's a great opportunity to come up to the racetrack. They're actually practicing qualifying on Friday as well. So uh, they're the only series that's doing that. On Saturday, and so- on Saturday we have the CRC Brake Lane 150. We just announced the Pocono Organic CBD 325. Uh, that's the cup race. So CBD is, is an important part of our, our other sister business, Pocono Organics, or Regenerative Organic Farm that's USDA certified organic. Um, and so is their, their CBD products. Um, we were actually, uh, NASCAR had to go through some vetting process. We were the only CBD product in NASCAR's history to go through their entire vetting process, their scientific testing, and be approved uh, to be able to be a sponsor in, the, in NASCAR in totality. They have not had a CBD sponsor uh, in NASCAR before. So That's super awesome. excited about that. Check out PoconoOrganics.com. Um, tons of great stuff you can do. And if you're stopping by the racetrack, Swing over there. They got a market. They have unbelievable breakfast sandwiches and lunch, and they have coffee and everything you possibly need. Um, they're right on the corner of the track. You can't miss them. I promise. Uh, on Sunday, obviously, we're, we're, we have great partnership with J.P. Mascaro and Son. Uh, green initiatives are an important part of our life with our solar farm and our waste diversion uh, rate of 75% of all of our waste is diverted out to uh, out of landfills and recycled so uh the pocono green 225 recycled by jp mascara and sons that's the xfinity series race we're super excited about having that group back here and then uh explore the pocono mountains 350 um that's in partnership with uh, the pocono mountain visitors bureau again we're a tourist destination so uh we, we we love partnering with the pocono mountain visitors bureau and their four counties 
uh, all the all the unbelievable outdoor activities that you can do, the indoor water parks like Kalahari, uh, you know, skirmish paintball. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. If you're coming up for race weekend, you know, we want you at the racetrack, but at the same time, extend that stay a little bit longer. Um, hotel rates normally during the week are a little bit better than weekends because it's normally packed here. Um, and check out all the things that you could do. If you want to go hiking, you want to play golf. Um, there's just so much to do in our region. I love living here because I really get to truly enjoy all four seasons up here in the Pocono mountains. Um, and we're excited that they're part of our, our race weekend in, in such a bigger and better respect than they have been in years past. So, um, lots going on in the Pocono mountains, especially here in long pond this weekend. That's awesome. All right, man. Tell everybody one more time where they can get tickets and where they can follow along, uh, uh during race weekend on social media. Absolutely. PoconoRaceway.com. Get your tickets now. Do not show up and walk up to the gate. You'll be sitting in a long line. Get your tickets online. Do a printed home or mobile delivery. You'll have them right on your cell phone. Um, it's going to be so much easier than waiting in line to get your tickets. Plus, you're able to select your tickets instead of walking up to the gate. We might not have as great of availability. Um, and then for social media, it's at Pocono Raceway across the board. Uh, Facebook.com slash Pocono Raceway. Again, we have Instagram, we have Twitter, we have TikTok, we got Facebook. Um, I think that's all the platforms we currently have. If you're looking for our podcast, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google. Um, of course, you know, that's, of course, after, of course, Brandon, they listen to your podcast. Of course. Of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and this year for our podcast, we're doing the 50th celebration of the Tricky Triangle. Um, our first race here was on the, on the 2.5 triangle was 1971, uh, with our USAC IndyCar race, um, won by Roger Penske, his first ever open wheel race that he won. Um, so we're celebrating that. We have some great guests lined up for the rest of the summer as well. So, uh, check us out. And again, PoconoRaceway.com. Uh, if you're going to give a call to our ticket office, 1-800-RACEWAY, please be a little patient with us. You know, as you can imagine, our call line is pretty steady right now. So your best bets to reach out to us. Um, you know, via the, the chat functions on PokenRaceway.com or, or on social. We'll get back to you as quick as we can with the answers, and uh, we look forward to seeing everybody. That's awesome. It's good to be busy this week, man. Good to be busy. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Brandon, thanks so much for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. I got to get going. Yes, and, sir. Uh, we'll, we'll chat real soon, my friend. Sounds good. Lab Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Kevin Heaney for calling in. Kevin, best of luck this race weekend to you guys. Can't wait to get out there. No, come on out, man. It's going to be a blast. We'll do it. All right, brother. We'll see you. Live Traffic Nation, how awesome was Kevin from Pocono? He's amped up and ready to go. Uh, okay, now, here's where we're at. Normally, this is where I do the, the race recaps, discussion, all that good stuff. You know it pains me to do this, but I am going to kind of skip over the truck series just because tonight's show is going to go a little long. Uh, I will just say huge shout-out to Ryan Priest. Uh, to go win in your debut, that's that's pretty spectacular and badass. Congrats to him. Uh, I think that's awesome. Uh, you know, uh, Grant Enfinger with a nice top three performance. Uh, Matt Crafton in six. That's awesome. You know, and hey, everybody's uh, John Hunter Nemechek pick in fantasy struggled a little bit there. Uh, did not pick up his usual 50 points and only picked up 27. So, uh, see, it doesn't always pay to take John Hunter or Austin Sindrick there, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll have some fun with that in the fantasy segment a little later on in the show. Uh, right now, though, uh, this is going to be awesome. So before, uh, well, let's start with this from the Xfinity perspective. Kyle Busch, win number 100, back-to-back -back Xfinity wins. Will he stop? You know, that's that's the talk. You know what? And, hey, if, if he's limited. It's not like he's going out there running 18 races like Dustin Albino and I talked about on Thursday's show. You know, 
know, he is limited to just five. He go out there and win those five, hey, you know, more power to you. If that's self-sponsorship for the race teams with Joe Gibbs and all that, you know, I've really opened up to this idea over the years as, you know, the limits are there and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, and as Dustin and I talked about on Thursday, nobody, as long as NASCAR continues to keep these limits, uh, Kyle Busch will go down in history as the most winning driver in NASCAR history with his three with the three series. Uh, and, and that's that's a testament to know that you're the only person that will ever do that just because, you know, with, with the limitations, you know, you might have if someone's going out there and winning, you know, 10 truck races, 10 Xfinity races a year, they're going to get bumped up to the cup level real quick. And then the level of competition is just so intense. Uh, so I think it's a safe comment to say that Kyle Busch will be the winningest driver in NASCAR history, unless NASCAR, uh, you know, like I said, gets rid of the the limitations that they're, they've placed, which I don't see them doing. Uh, but anyway, so that's the Kyle Busch comment there. Now, let's get somebody online who is in the field at Nashville on Saturday. Uh, let's get Ryan Vargas on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his first appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. He's going to race his way into the Firecracker 400, and he raced his way to an 18th place finish this past weekend, driving the number six Matenix Chevy. Welcome to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Ryan Vargas. Ryan, what's going on, man? Ah, nothing much. Thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for being here, man. I appreciate it. So, uh, listen, solid day for you guys out there this past weekend. Uh, you know, talk about your race. Talk about going to a new track, all that good stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was definitely a tough day overall. Um, you know, we just kind of fought the car all day long. The, the team did a lot of big adjustments all day long. We just continuously got better and better and better. Uh, fought back from a lap, lap or two down and, just kept our head down and kept fighting, and uh, it, and it led to us getting a top twenty. So I mean, that's a that's a good day right there, bringing the home car home in one piece, and uh, you know, racing it, live to race another day. <laughs> Absolutely, Matt. So uh, I had Landon on last week, and he thought it was going to run like Darlington. So did this race like a Darlington track, or how did this track race for you? This place reminds me a lot of when I ran Memphis in the K N cars. Um, it, it's a big, it's a bigger track with very slow rolling corners. That's how this place felt like. So I would say I'd compare it to Memphis. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that's uh, something I know a lot of the NASCAR fans probably aren't too familiar with from a cup side of things or even Xfinity, but uh, that's awesome. You know, I, I think it's great that we're getting to these new tracks, uh, getting to new markets and all that kind of stuff. Did you get to hang out at all while you were down there? I wish I, uh, I spent my, uh, Friday night in my hotel room watching the truck race and just kind of relaxing, getting yeah. ready for the day ahead. Cause yeah. I knew, I knew the day at Memphis was going to be a long one. Absolutely. So listen, so this is your first full season in Xfinity. Uh, no truck starts. You came right up from the K and N, uh, and, and working with JD. Talk about that relationship there. No, it's been, an, it's, and it's been an incredible, uh, opportunity racing at JD Motorsports. Uh, the operation that JD that Johnny Davis has over there and just all the people over there it's a it's a real good group of people I really have a lot of fun being there I mean that's the big thing is if you're not having fun then why are you doing it um and I'm I can tell you that I'm having a lot of fun um and I'm really enjoying myself over there and I'm racing at a level I never thought I'd be able to race at and that's another big thing um and that means the world honestly absolutely man when you can do the dream and 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 and, and that's your nine to five so to speak man life is good <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
um, so listen, uh, we, we've got the big Firecracker 400 event. We've got qualifying tomorrow, two-night event, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, have you raced in uh, Landon and Parker's uh, events before? Did you do the Firecracker last year or the Carnomaly this uh, past February? Uh, no, I haven't done any of them, honestly. This is my first uh, real attempt at anything like that. Uh, so it should be a little interesting. Um, I'm excited to see how this goes. Uh, it's going to be a very tough challenge. You know, iRacing, I'm, I'm, I just don't consider myself that great at iRacing. So um, heading into something like this, to be able to make it into the final 88, uh, it's a pretty neat opportunity. Uh, and I know regardless, I'm just going to have a lot of fun. Absolutely. How'd your prelims go last week? Went really good. Uh, qualified really terribly, but we were able to race really good. I felt really confident, you know, driving those race cars. Um, I liked the setup that they put in for that. It was a little bit on the tight side, but it was maneuverable. It, w it wasn't anything crazy. Uh, so I I really enjoyed it. The racing was great. Uh, you know, it was a very stacked main, main which was a lot of fun. Uh, and you saw a lot of, you know, people running the top side to get speed or to protect the bottom and stay low. So um, it's really going to be up to whatever you decide on that front. Absolutely, man. So, all right, what kind of prep are you putting in for qualifying? Do you have someone doing your setup for you? Uh, you know, did you did you call in some resources for that? I was going to say I'm having to call in a lot of resources. <laughs> I don't know the first thing of I don't know the first thing about putting together a setup. So it's going to be going to be a tough one for sure. But uh, you know, if if I make it, that's going to be awesome. And if not, I'm just glad to have made it this far and uh, to have been a part of Landon's deal. It's it's cool to be a part of these big races like this absolutely you know i my first you know foray if you will into into doing anything like this was the carnomaly 500 event in february and, and the the amount of dedication that these guys have you know the the professional uh drivers doing the e-nascar coke series and, and and all that it's just it's in it's so intense and i love that intensity uh you know and and you got guys going out there you and i've said it a hundred times but it's like you don't know who's going to be in your race which is cool uh and then you kind of can go control your own destiny from from the qualifying perspective to to get in there which is which is just so cool um all right if you win the big pole event there's this i'm sure you've heard there's this challenge to where uh, you can start at the rear for an extra twenty thousand dollars uh if you win the pole will you be taking that challenge absolutely Right. Well, how, how could you not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be. I mean, it's worth it. You know, I mean, I don't have anything to lose. You know, it's. And I mean, I don't think I'll get the poll, but you know, if that's something that does happen, uh, I mean, I, I'd be dumb not to at least try. Absolutely. Uh, talk about the cars, man. So you know, it, it's. Uh, I believe the the eighty seven cars uh, on the uh, pre repaved track at Daytona. How was it racing that thing? Very bumpy. Um, it's all over the place. A lot of wheel. It's just a you're, you're wrestling the car every lap, and that's a lot of fun. Oh man, uh, I, I I say it every time I talk to somebody that's racing in these things. I need to get like sim racer seats or someone like that to sponsor the show and send me one of these things so I can uh, <laughs> strap in and try something like that. Man, that's that's so cool. Um, all right. Uh, let's let's flip back to the racing side of things. We're headed to Pocono this weekend. You picked up your best finish last year at Pocono. Uh, are you excited to get back to the Tricky Triangle? Yeah, I'm very excited. We ran inside the top 10 all day last year um, on legitimate speed, uh, and I think that's a, a big deal for a team like ours. So to go there and carry the momentum that we got right now, um, it's a lot of fun. I like places like Pocono. I'm probably one of the few drivers that enjoys racing in the PJ1. So um, <laughs> if they put some of that down, I'll be really, really happy. Uh, 
So it's good. It's just going to be a very unique race. Uh, I know it's going to be a short one, so it's going to be really you just got to try and get what you can and be there at the end. So uh, what type of track prep do you do? You know, do, do you do some iRacing laps logging at, at, at the tracks you're going to? How do you get ready for race weekend? A lot of iRacing laps. Um, I'm actually going to do be fixed once this interview is over. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, and talk a little bit about, you know, you got Landon as a teammate there, you know, so uh, who's, who's just got a ton of experience racing everything under the sun. Uh, you know, how is it working with Landon, you know, getting to learn the car, the tracks and all that kind of stuff? It's, it's a very key element there. You know, I mean, Landon has been really the class of the team right now. And same with Jeffrey. You know, he has a lot of experience. But, you know, I mean, I would be dumb to sit here and tell you that and, and not say that I firmly believe Landon is a better driver than I am. And that's just, you know, he's been in this for so long and he's a very talented race car driver. Um, and to be able to lean on that, you know, to have him as a teammate and to kind of pick his brain and learn as much as I can it's a big deal. I'm still really young in my career, hopefully, <laughs> knock on wood. Um, and if I can lean on, you know, a guy like him uh, for beyond the racetrack, just how he goes about business and stuff and all that, you know, it's it, it's a lot. Um, so I'm very excited to see how the rest of this year goes. Uh, and like I said, it's, it's it is a pleasure being Landon's teammate. And I'm I'm glad I get to learn off of him. That's so cool. He is definitely one cool individual. That's for sure. Um, all right, man. Well, listen, give a shout out to any of the sponsors on uh, on the eraser side, uh, the, the Xfinity side, and, and where everybody can follow you at on social media. Yeah, you mentioned one of them, Mate and X. They were on the car this past weekend at uh, Nashville. Uh, we got Swan on the on the virtual car as, we're, as well as the uh, Road America car next week. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, you guys can check me out on Instagram at RTRV23. Uh, it's, I mean, uh, Twitter and TikTok at Ryan Vargas underscore 23. And you can check out my website where all the merch is at RyanVargas.com. Awesome, man. Well, listen, thanks so much for taking a few minutes tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, good luck in qualifying for the Firecracker 400. Good luck at Pocono this weekend. And uh, look forward to talking with you soon, man. Perfect. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, man. We'll see you. All right, Lab Traffic Nation. There you go, Ryan Fargus. Very cool. Uh, enjoy talking to him there. Um, all right, let's let's keep things going. Kind of a unique format tonight, as if you haven't been able to tell. Uh, got lots to do still. Uh, real quick, and, and I, you know, I apologize. Uh, you know, I'm sure you're all just clam cl jumping at the bit. Uh, for my takes on everything, but I'm trying to really keep these show lengths down, and I think I'm doing a pretty good job as of late. There has not been an hour, 45-minute show in a long time. So, But anyways, real quick on the Cup Series from Nashville. I mean, just a great race. The, the, the thing as a whole I thought was great. It was a great weekend. Uh, yeah, hey, you know what? There were some issues. As to be expected, you know, you can't put on something of this size uh, and not have a couple issues uh, when it's the first time in a long time uh, with that many people, all that, all that stuff. You know, it was great to see those fans. I hope uh, most of them had great experiences. I know getting out of there can be a pain, uh, but hey, uh, you know, at least there were those issues to be had, which is good. Uh, that means people came out. Uh, hopefully people had a great time. Hopefully people come back. You know, I think. Nashville's a great area. It definitely has uh, jumped up on the list in terms of the tracks that I want to get to. Uh, you know, this year's just kind of been weird. You know, 2019, uh, you know, I got to six different tracks, which was awesome. 
And, you know, last year had planned on getting to a couple. We all know what happened there. And this year, just with, uh, you know, things just starting to get back into the groove, the new job, you know, so I don't have a ton of PTO banked yet, you know. So this year's just going to kind of be weird as well. Uh, but definitely, you know, next year, you know, am I going to get to six? I don't know. But, you know, definitely plan on starting to get back out there as much as possible and all that. So that's a good thing that we're, that we're able to get to, to that level. Uh, as far as a race goes man uh first off kyle larson uh, i said it last week it's nothing he can't do three points wins in a row four with the all-star uh i mean he goes out and sweeps pocono uh i mean he's just checked out to a whole new level it's almost like martin trex uh, a few years ago when i think he had about i don't know 40 bonus points at this point in the season uh just just he's out there on a tear ross chastain great to see chip ganassi with a solid finish out of ross chastain with a top two that was incredible um SHR with with a pretty solid finish uh, for for the day. Two top fives. Uh, I think that might be the first that they've done that. That's cool. Uh, Corey LaJoy top fifteen. Ryan Newman top fifteen. You know Austin Dillon. So some guys took advantage of of the the new track and you know the brakes. Right. You know uh, it was it as bad as the Indy Tire situation a while back. Probably not, uh, but it, it, it posed a unique opportunity, and it, it really, you know, we always talk about, you know, let's put it in the hands of the driver more. Give them all the horsepower that they want. Well, when you have issues like this, that's what it, that does. It puts the situation more into the driver's hand in terms of their experience being able to manage and maintain uh, tire fall off and the brakes. I think that's why we like Atlanta so much. Um you know, so from that regard, I enjoyed that aspect of the race. You know, now if we had that every weekend, sure, that that'd be a problem and something to, to evaluate. But um, I, I thought that added a unique element of of adding driver skill at a new track, all that good stuff. So I, I, I was on board. I thought it was a great weekend, all that good stuff. Um, so that's my short, very short discussion, uh, just because there's still a ton to get through tonight. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to get our next guest on the line. He's been making some noise. On social media. Uh, you probably follow him if you follow in the Lab Traffic Podcast. Uh, let's get Chris Hacker on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his first appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. He's got, he got a start in quarter midgets, has made some ARCA starts, and has made a huge splash on social media as of late. Welcome to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Chris Hacker. Chris, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? Oh, uh, Tuesday nights are always a great night because I get to have a lot of fun interacting with people. So I love Tuesday night probably more than I love Friday night. So I'll take it. <laughs> well, that, that's good to hear. <laughs> yes, man. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, man. So listen, you're, you're from Noblesville, Indiana, uh, which is right smack in the middle of Indiana. Are, are you a big IU fan? You know, I can't lie. I, I don't really follow any other sports besides NASCAR. So so I can't say that I'm a huge IU fan. Um, my brother, he's big into into sports and stuff like that. But he's a, he follows college basketball a lot. But he's a Duke fan, actually. He's not even an IU fan. So... Um, so no IU fans over here, but, but we are, uh, we are proud to be from, from the Indiana. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. And, and that's, you know, I just got to make sure that, you know, you're not an Ohio state fan or Michigan state fan. Oh man. So listen, uh, you got your start at a, at a young age, give everyone the, the, the four one one on your racing background, how you got into racing and all that good stuff. 
Yeah, so when I was seven years old, we were at the Indianapolis Fairgrounds uh, during the summer, and there was a little quarter midget track there that they were running there, and we were watching it, and I kind of, like, just looked up at my dad, and I was like, hey, like, I want to try this next, because, um, you know, I did basketball, t-ball, and soccer in my in my very early years, but... I was like, hey, let me let me try this out next. And so thinking that it would be a phase where he was greatly mistaken on that, he was <laughs> like, okay, OK, we'll try it. And so um, my eighth birthday, which was in November, uh, we got a quarter midget. And once that happened, we all were kind of like, well, what do we do now? Because it's winter now, pretty much. And, and there's nowhere to race. So. We started uh, searching around. We found an indoor quarter midget track in Columbus, Ohio. And so we started traveling out there over the winter, running races. And that was always a blast. I ended up uh, getting a win out there. Um, but after quarter midgets at the age of nine, I moved up to the INX Bandolero series. And those were those were always fun to drive. They they got the little brakes and Stratton motors in the back, and uh, no suspension in the front end. So whenever you're on a rough track, I used to I used to call them trampoline tracks because the front end would bounce up and down. <laughs> um, but at the age of twelve, I moved up to the U.S. Legend cars, and those were a blast to drive. I only drove them for a year, but. They have the Yamaha motors in them um, straight out of a motorcycle and then the sequential shifting. So that was when I first uh, started to learn how to drive with a clutch. And the power to weight ratio on those are, are pretty insane. So uh, they definitely would teach you how to have control um, and stuff like that. So like I said, I ran those for a year. And then at the age of late models, and uh, we actually were like, we were looking around, and and the the series that runs around here. Um, we kind of followed the requirement, and I was I was obviously way too young um, at the time. I mean, there's kids that were that are 13 nowadays running it, but they they've changed the rules since then. So uh, we ended up having to write a letter to the um, director of CRA and stating like, here's what I've done in my past. Here's why we think I should be able to run it, yada, yada, yada. And thankfully he accepted me to participate in the series. So um, we started running late models when I was 13, uh, back in 2013. And uh, I got some, I got a nasty, nasty wreck out in Anderson Speedway. A, uh, a car ended up on top of me throw the whole body off stuff like that kind of bit the frame and and we kind of just uh we we straightened the frame out a little bit didn't even clip it and then we we threw just a plain old body on it um and all within a week it was it was friday morning and we, that's when we were putting the decals on getting ready for the race and i went out there and that's when i won my first late model event and I'm not sure if it still holds, but at the time, uh, I was the youngest driver to win an event in CRA. So that was pretty awesome for me to uh, to be able to experience. But I ran late models all the way up until I was 16 uh, throughout the CRA series. And around the, the age of 16, we ended up having to get out of it. My my parents were funding it all through, uh, through those classes and stuff like that. And sure. they just... They finally ran out of the funds to be able to support me financially through it. So I uh, I got out of this seat 
and I started, uh, first thing I did was I started working on the cars. So instead of being out on the track, I was just in the pits this time. And I was able to learn a lot, uh, about, uh, the mechanical side of racing and stuff like that. So, uh, I, I was working here and there. And then finally I was graduating high school and I was like, you know, I still want to do something with racing. And so I ended up um, enrolling at University of Northwestern Ohio to get my high performance degree um, just so I could uh, do more stuff um, in the higher ranks of racing as a mechanic and I, I it wasn't really for me uh, I'm not really the school guy they they had a great great courses and everything like that but I'm, I'm more of like go to the shop and, and learn with my hands and, uh, instead of learning from a teacher I guess you could say but so I ended up dropping out of that um and then i was kind of like i need to do something and and throughout those years of me being out of the sea i was i was working a lot and and you know flipping cars buying some buying some cars and reselling them for a little bit of profit and i ended up ended up raising enough money for myself to be able to compete in the nascar ranks and so uh we uh i entered in two late model races um i entered in one at the end of 2019 and then uh another one and over the winter of 2020 and 2019 and i kind of just use those late model races to kind of like knock the cobwebs off me i guess you could say just because sure. it's been so long since i've been in the seat and we were we were trying to get up in the arca and so we finally uh was able to do that and i made my my debut at uh phoenix where i'm not sure exactly where i started i want to say it was like like 21st i believe i i could be completely wrong it's it's been a while but uh i believe i finished 15th in uh that race which is pretty awesome for me i was i was happy about that and then we were we were scheduled to run daytona um at the beginning of this year and i don't know if you're aware but nascar is a test session to get your super speedway license yep. and yep. So we went down to, we headed down to North Carolina to get the seat fitted and everything for the test session. And I started feeling uneasy and stuff like that. And that's when, that's when COVID was kind of huge. And so we were like, all right, to play it safe, we're going to go get a COVID test before I actually go to the shop. Cause we don't, we don't want to like have this affect anybody else at that point. So um we drove all the way to north carolina i i got my test after still feeling sick for about a day and the rapid test uh came back negative but they were like let's do let's do like the more you know long-term test that takes a couple days to get back and we're like okay so we assumed everything was going to be fine but the more long-term one ended up coming back positive so that uh automatically opted me out of the test session which uh, automatically opted me out of being able to compete at daytona so uh that was a little upsetting for me daytona would have been a blast to be able to compete in um so we were looking around trying to figure out what the next best race would be and that ended up being charlotte and that was just uh last month and so we went to charlotte uh you know they had a test session about a month before the race there and uh just with our limited funds that we're dealing with right now um, i wasn't able to compete in that because uh we're just we're just trying to save enough money to do as many races as we can so 
we got there and we had about uh the, the practice length was about 45 minutes but um you know coming off and on the track making adjustments i i probably had about like 35 minutes of practice which was also qualifying at the at the same time so i ended up qualifying uh 12th for the race and we were able to come home with the top 10 which uh i was very huge man that's huge yeah i mean i was uh i I can't lie i went across the line and i uh i went on the radio and i was like was that p10 and the spotter came back and was like yes that was p10 and and uh you know i i got a little teary-eyed absolutely I i was very happy about that situation and i came in and my older brother was there and he was never really big into racing um and he's been supporting me here lately and you know i i went past him and he like he like punched the air like and stuff like that he was all hyped up and then i hopped out of the car my dad gave me a huge hug which which is amazing and and uh you know everybody was just happy that night and and at the end of the day that's what that's what racing all is all about just being able to come home with a smile on your face so so um other than that you know that's where i'm at right now with my career but it's it's definitely been uh an up down roller coaster here and there yeah no that's crazy man um so uh let's see uh let's let's go this route first um you know you were you uh had had made an announcement that you thought you were going to run nashville uh and and then that didn't happen can you talk a little bit about kind of what happened with all of that and and what maybe is uh what you got in the works yeah so uh the previous team i was running for we we were planning on running nashville um but we we had a couple disagreements on uh the the future events we had held up so uh we decided to part ways with them um you know i wish them the best and everything but just as where i'm at in my career and and what i'm um dealing with on the limited funds i just felt you know this would be the best business i guess you could say um there's a lot going on behind the scenes right now um, i can't really talk too much about it but there there is some stuff that is being planned out um that should be um you know released here soon and and i'm excited to be able to release that but we gotta we gotta we just gotta make sure everything's set in stone absolutely before eyes, we uh, eyes dotted, he's crossed absolutely Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most definitely. Well, that, that's awesome, man. I'm I'm excited for you. Uh, I'm I'm I, I know you've uh, been building quite the social media following, and I know your followers are excited for you. Uh, we'll get to social media in a minute. Uh, let's talk about um, the 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 injury that you have, and and um, Bill is the first NASCAR driver with a brachial plexus injury, uh, and that's if I pronounce that right. Uh, so. Talk a little bit about about that and 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 what that what challenges you face with that. Yeah, um, well, for for first off, it's it's pronounced brachial plexus injury. I mean, you're you're completely fine. A lot of people pronounce it that way. Um, but as far as the injury, um, so long story short, um, I you know how they they do the ultrasounds and stuff like that while during a pregnancy. Well, they're able to kind of like do a guesstimate on your weight and they kind of guessed that I was going to be around seven to eight pounds, um, when I was born, which, which is perfectly fine for a natural birth. Um, but I ended up being 11 pounds actually. So wow. yeah, I was a, for, it's, it's, it's pretty weird. Yeah. Poor I'm mom. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. 
uh but but uh yeah when you're when you're that big as a baby that they recommend the c-sections and stuff like that but um obviously they weren't aware of my weight so they they went along with it naturally and during the process i ended up getting stuck and um you know my my circulation cut off and i ended up i ended up passing away for a couple minutes and and yeah, I mean, they, they brought me back. So, so they did their job, right. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, they, they got to the point where they were like, all right, we need to do something before, you know, we, we lose the mother too. And so, um, they, they pretty much, uh, just, they just yanked me out at that point and, um, they yanked me out and they resuscitated me um they they didn't really know if i was gonna if i was gonna be like brain dead or not stuff like that they 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 weren't really able to tell but in the process of pulling me out they ripped three of the nerves that connect uh my major nervous system to my arm so at birth i can only move the my fingers wow yeah and then my parents went to some some specialists and stuff like that here and there and a lot of them were like you know, there's, there's not really much we can do I, you know I'm, I'm sorry but but you know it's it's, it's kind of it is what it is at this point and finally they found one his name uh, was dr me and he was like we can do something we're, we're gonna we're gonna make this better and so they uh i had three major surgeries in between birth and from the age of seven and what they did is they took nerves out of my calves and my ankles and then they transferred them to my wrist my shoulder and my neck and so what that did is that allowed me to have more range of movement than originally um you know my 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 range of movement is not perfect right now but it's about 50 percent and so um you know it, it definitely has improved a lot since um i was born but um along with the the lack of range of movement it uh my muscle mass is a lot weaker than than normally because i just i'm not able to really use my arm as much as as my as my you know normal arm i guess you could say but um ironically dr me used to work for tony stewart before he got famous and tony stewart entered into the nascar series and he was like, he was, hey, he didn't have his doctorate degree at the time, but he was like, you know, Doctor Me, like, like, let's go, like, come with me. We're we're doing big things now, and <laughs> and he was a uh, he was in college at the time, and he was like, you know, I can't try to become a doctor. I don't see how this could go anywhere for you, pretty much. And uh, little did he knew, uh, he Tony ended up becoming big and famous and racing, and you know I'm sure Doctor Me wishes he went with him, but um, <laughs> you know I'm I'm glad he didn't because he definitely made my life a lot better uh, growing up and stuff like that. That's awesome, man. That's so cool. Um, how how does that impact uh, you know driving for you? So it, it has some some difficulties here and there. Um, I can't really describe the difference between me and a driver with like two fully functioning arms just because this is from birth. So it's, uh, it's like quote unquote normal for me, but, um, you know, the, at first, uh, you know, when I was running late models and stuff, um, I was pretty young at the time, so I wasn't really that strong. Um, and so what we did is we would have to get the rack and pinion set out 
And what they would do is they would make the steering a lot easier because um, when I do drive, I drive mostly with my right arm. Um, during cautions, I'll kind of like have my left arm controlling the wheel down the straightaways and stuff like that to give my right arm a break. But under green flag, my uh, my right arm's doing all the work, and my left arm's just like holding on along for the ride at that point. Gotcha. And so yeah, in lane models, we had to we had to loosen up the steering a little bit to make it easier for me. And we did that at Phoenix too, but at Charlotte, we had the normal steering box that everybody was everybody else was running, which uh, wasn't a problem for me at all. So I've been able to you know improve myself along with that. Um, as far as uh, other stuff that has kind of impacted me, um, it, it's nothing that I've faced yet, but it's something that I'm I'm going to be facing in the in the future at some point is driving on a road course. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So you gotta you gotta do a lot of shifting stuff under green flag, and so we've been we've been like trying to figure out ways to approach it um, on stuff like that because we don't want to. We don't want to run into the problem of me not being able to compete to my to my best ability um, due to me having to like have to struggle throughout the turns while shifting. So, so that's something that has uh, been in place so far. Um, but you know, everything else, you know, I haven't really had to uh to to really fight anything yet um you know i kind of like i said i was born like this so it's all i've ever known so i've i've kind of just like adapted to to everything my own way um you know i mean for example like if, if i'm on the monkey bars at, at recess back when i was a kid you know a lot of them they'll just like move their arm to the next bar but you know i would just i would kind of like rotate my arm down and like swing it up so so i wasn't using really my muscles but i was just uh i was just kind of like swinging it around up to the next one so um it's just uh, i just had to do a lot of adapting to to my environment i guess you could say here and there that's awesome man well i mean and i'm glad that that has uh worked out from that regard that it hasn't held you back any uh so yeah man i'm i'm excited i can't wait to hear what you've got and coming out uh for from a ride perspective um let's close with this man uh you've been out there hustling on social media building a following uh sending out the hero cards interacting with followers and all that um how's how's that experience been for you you know wild story so so before i've tweeted uh at companies i've been like hey at you know blah 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 how many retweets for a sponsorship and we were in charlotte um and me and my girlfriend micah were hanging out and i was like man i wish red bull was sponsored me because i i usually drink red bulls as energy drink but um i never got a response from them so i i I've stopped drinking red bulls but uh <laughs> <laughs> you know but uh we were laying there and I was like, I wish Red Bull was sponsoring me. And she was like, why don't you just tweet like, hey, Red Bull, how many how many retweets for a sponsorship? And I, and I like I kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, like, I've, I've done that before. It's not going to work. She was right. like, just do it. And so um, it was like it was like 10 o'clock at night. And I only had like, I think, like 230 followers on Twitter at the time. I was like, all right, whatever, you know, I, I shut out the tweet and it had like it had like 10 retweets when I went to bed and i woke up the next morning and it, it just blew up and within like within a couple of days i had like 1500 followers and after 24 hours that tweet itself had 100,000 impressions and That's so awesome. like 
Yeah. So shout out to her for, for making me do that. But, but I was just, yeah, I was just kind of shocked on, on how much it blew up. And, you know, ever since then I've been interacting with the fans and, you know, trying to do some giveaways here and there and stuff like that. And now I'm, now I'm up above three K followers on Twitter, which, which I, I couldn't be more blessed for, but, but I mean, it's, it's a blast because, you know, the, the fans make the, the sport fun and, and being able to interact with these people, you know, it, it, it puts a smile on my face because, you know, they, they, they somewhat kind of, kind of look up to me a little bit, I guess you could say, and, and to be able to interact with them and, and make their day also makes me happy. So, um, you know, like I stream sometimes, uh, when I play like iRacing or Call of Duty and, you know, some of them will hop in there and they'll just, they'll talk to me and it, it, it makes my day go by fast and, and time fly. And, and a lot of them are, they're, a lot of them are hilarious. Um, they just, they have, they have a kick-ass, uh, sense of humor, which, which obviously I love. Um, like I tweeted today, I was like, I just dropped my insurance by like, you know, a couple hundred bucks. And then one of them responded like in quotations, I just saved a bunch of money on insurance from not having insurance. And I, I like, I, I put a smile, <laughs> I was like, that put a smile on my face. Like that definitely made my day. So, so I mean, it, I, I've been loving every, every minute of it. Um, you know, some days my, my fingers will start going a little numb here and there. Not, not really, but, but, yeah. uh, just having to be on the phone all the time and, and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it's definitely, I've, I've been loving every minute of it. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a blast to be able to interact with everybody and have, have a bunch of people who want to interact with you. That's so cool, man. I feel the same way. I'm with you there. All right, man. Well, listen, where can everybody follow you on social media if they don't already? Yeah. So my Instagram is Chris underscore hacker. And then my Twitter is Chris hacker underscore. And then my Twitch, uh, the platform I stream on is Chris hacker underscore and then my Facebook, I have a Facebook page that's just Chris Hacker Motorsports. Um, and then if they want to visit my website, it's just ChrisHackerRacing.com. Awesome, man. Well, that's awesome. Everybody go check out Chris. Lap Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Chris Hacker for calling in. Chris, great chatting with you. Uh, hope to do it again soon and uh, hope to see you in a ride soon, my man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Absolutely, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Lab Traffic Nation, that was Chris Hacker. Great to get him on. Excited to hear what opportunities he's going to be able to announce in a little bit. Uh, all right, let's keep things rolling. Let's uh, switch over back to the iRacing part of the show and the uh, Blue Emu Firecracker 400. And uh, let's get one of this year's uh, competitors on the line. He was also last year's winner of the Firecracker 400, Brandon Cattell. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line, he's a hardcore e-racer with the e-NASCAR Coca-Cola Series. He's an e-NASCAR analyst, and he was the winner of the 2020 Firecracker 400 event last year. Welcome to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Brandon Cattell. Brandon, what's up, man? Hey, what's what's going on, guys? Hey, man, listen, uh, it, it, it's great to have you on. I know we're going to get along great, because anybody that shares my name has just got to be an awesome individual. So. Oh, <laughs> 
Without a doubt, Brandon's are the best. Yes, and, so. and not that I was stalking, stalking, but I was looking at your uh, uh, your Twitter profile to kind of get a little intro there for you, and I saw your birth date's December 27th, mine's December 22nd, so, I mean, it's, it's even more oh, right there. So. Perfect. <laughs> December people are cool, too. That's right. That's right, man. Well, listen, um, defending winner, uh, is that carrying any extra pressure as, uh, as we're into the, uh, the new event for 2021? Well, I mean, I look back to last year and I look forward to this year. I think we have to go and do it again, obviously. Um, I, I, I heard earlier they just, uh, at the time of this recording, they just came out with the uh, lineups for qualifying for uh, Wednesday, the 23rd. And uh, I'm going out first. So we're, we're getting a really good early draw. So it would be cooler weather which should equal a faster time uh, depending on weather and stuff. But I, I think we have a pretty good shot uh, at the pole and, and to try to defend it. Absolutely, man. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, defending winner going out first. And if you were to snatch the pole, man, that'd be, that would be really cool. Um, did you uh, participate in the Carnomaly 500 this past February? I did. I did. Um, I made it in from the prelims and, we actually led a lot of the race. Uh, unfortunately, I got taken out in a crash late on, but I, I, I really think we had the best car for that race too. Um, I, I, a lot of my buddies will say that, uh, I guess, plate racing or super speedway racing is kind of my forte. So we really, we really, really try to work hard on our setups when these special events happen. Because I, I, I I really love this type of racing. Well, that's it's my so, favorite. So you know, and and I got into this a little bit when I covered the event in in February. Uh, you know, are you testing your own setups? Uh, you know, do you take? Because uh, I would imagine uh, you've got some sponsorship behind you. Do you do you invest in in some professional advice in that? How are you getting your car dialed in? So um, what I what I do is I work with a couple of my buddies, uh, Brian Blackford, Jake Nichols, uh, Blake Near. We've just been working on setups. Uh, they're all in the prelim also, or, well, transferred from the prelims also. So we're, we've all kind of just come together and tried to do our best to make the car go fast. And uh, no, no kind of outside sources. We use telemetry sometimes to make the car go faster, but... Sure. We just we just are working our butts off. I mean, uh, Brian, I know he's got countless hours uh, working on it, and I've heard other people have worked a lot on the on the car too. I heard Dale Junior's even got six hours into qualifying. So I, I I've heard a lot of people are just trying to bust their tails off trying to get their car fast. Absolutely. Well, Brian's going to be on a little a uh, little later tonight, which is awesome. I'm excited to talk to him. It's awesome to see people, you know, put you know their their time their energy and their passion into doing what they love uh i really appreciate that uh that energy because that's basically what i do with the podcast which is so cool um talk a little bit about since you raced the carnomaly 500 event in february um and, and you you ran some times in the prelims last week uh it's a completely different car and they're using a completely different track uh in terms of what uh the track surface for daytona is like is it is it that noticeable you know talk a little bit about the the variance in terms of the cars and the track for for this event 
Well, um, in the Car Anomaly 500, uh, man, I can't remember how fast we were going, but it seems like we were going so fast with the old cup car unrestricted at uh, a repaved Daytona. I think we were at least going at what it seemed like. It was two in the 220s uh, going into the corner. So that was that was pretty sketchy. Uh, but this, this, I would say, we're going a little bit slower, about two. 214, 215 on the old track with the old car, but just the way the car drives over the bumps, um, the way the aerodynamics are, especially when you're out front and you have somebody on your your bumper getting you loose, it it, it is extremely hard to drive. I mean, you'll see in qualifying on Wednesday uh, that some of these guys are gonna they're gonna probably self-spin uh, just because they're the wind's gonna be a problem. Uh, they're going to be going so fast. Uh, the bumps are just so hard to handle, and, and you really want to try to keep it pinned down to the bottom. And if you can't, you're going to be shooting up the hill over the bumps, and you're either going to go around or Into have a really bad mess up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. that's uh, I'm, I'm excited to tune in for qualifying. I love single-car qualifying, uh, and, and that's that's awesome that that's how, how they're doing that there. Uh, let's see here. All right, so we, we talked right beforehand that you just got off work. Uh, so so what's, what's, what's the job that pays the bills? So I actually I help manage my dad's uh, roofing company uh, in southwest Florida. Uh, he's owned his roofing company since 2005. I'm 24 right now, uh, so – the last couple of years I've been helping him do that. And we just, uh, we stay pretty busy down here because it's always raining. I so it's it. raining, it's raining right now as we speak, as we're doing this. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty good company to have. Uh, if you live in Southwest Florida and you need a new roof, check out Robert uh, roofing, by the way. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a pretty good pretty good business to have in Florida. That's cool, man. Um, all right, man. We'll we'll wrap it with this. If you win the poll for the big event, are you going to take the challenge of starting at the rear for the chance at the extra twenty k? Well, that is unfortunately there's there's a there's a thing to that. I am actually sponsored by Radius, which with that meaning I am unable to take the last to first challenge since radius is sponsoring that. Um, All right. So it would go on to the second place qualifier. Um, if they are not sponsored by radius also. So hopefully, um, hopefully we get the poll just to make a statement. But I, if, if I were able to, um, I would definitely take you would it. Definitely take it. I would definitely, definitely take it in a heartbeat because I know I can go from the back to the front all day and uh, do do some of that Pied Piper work that Dale Jr. used to do uh, back in the day. I love it. But, it, but I will. I do want to give a shout out to Clue with Radius and all them. They're great people. Love to have them on board for the race, and I'm really excited to to just hopefully try to go for go for a second in one of these. The trophy for this race is just incredible. It's one of the only races on iRacing you can get a trophy for, and it's a real trophy, and it's really cool. That's awesome, man. I love it. All right, where can everybody follow you at on social media, Twitter, Twitch, all that good stuff? So you can go to Instagram, at Brandon Cattell, Twitter, at Brandon Cattell, Twitter. Uh, Twitch. I don't have a Twitch. I need to start getting into some of the, the Twitch broadcasting. Me too. But just, <laughs> just, just make sure you're watching uh, Twitch 
uh, slash eraser underscore gg to be watching the, the the race and the broadcast parker kligerman land castle they've put on a great show for us the last couple of years and i'm so excited for this event uh it's got some of the best drivers in sim racing some of the best drivers in the world real world so it's it's going to be a great show and you're not going to want to miss it uh i agree 100 hey man well listen good luck this week in qualifying and uh good luck in the event and who knows maybe we'll be talking to you uh in a couple of weeks with landon and parker man hopefully man hopefully all right man good luck we'll talk to you soon thank you very much bud right, we'll see ya all right, Lap Traffic Nation, that was Brandon Cantell. Uh, best of luck to him this week. All right, let's do a quick social media here. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, the Lab Traffic Podcast, YouTube, Lab Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lab Traffic PC. Go leave a review if you've made it this far into the show. Go tell your friends they can listen on iTunes, Podbean, or even tell Alexa to play the Lap Traffic Podcast. I'll get a giveaway going next week. Some new followers, JP palmer 313 at j palmer 313 for metro detroit a michigan fan a tigers fan and a harvick fan i think we just became best friends uh the muffler bearing at uh erie underscore m nascar fan parody account welcome to the show and david mccleary at dm cleary one big sports fan from tennessee guys don't forget to go to angrybrew.com and use code lapped l-a-p-p-e-d Get 10% off. Uh, I mailed out a bunch of stickers and koozies this week. If you want a free koozie and some stickers, just fill out the contact page on the laptrafficpodcast.com, and I will send those out to you for free. All right, uh, let's keep things rolling. Let's get back-to-back interviews with a couple other participants in the Blue Emu Firecracker 400. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line. He's an e-racer with the e-NASCAR Coca-Cola Series. Welcome to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Casey Kerwin. Casey, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Just uh, chilling out, waiting for this uh, firecracker stuff to kick off. Right. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, I love the fact that they are using the name, the Firecracker 400. There are, there's just some old, and I get the whole sponsorship thing in NASCAR, but man, it would be cool if we could uh, get back to some nostalgia with some of these race names like the Firecracker 400. So I love that Landon and Parker did that. Yeah, same. It's uh, especially last year, you know, when they had. Uh, Bobby Allison and, and, and people like that, given the command and all that, it, it really uh, threw it back uh, really well for sure. Absolutely. So how long you been iRacing, man? I've uh, been iRacing for about 10 years now. At the end of this year, it'll be about 10 years. Um, so, yeah, I just, uh, you know, kind of just did it for fun for the first few years until uh, um, kind of got a little bit more competitive and then tried to make it into the Coke series and then now I'm in the Coke series and been doing all that. And, uh, yeah, it's been a good time and, um, been starting uh, streaming lately the past couple of years, which is, uh, brought a lot of different aspects to it as well, which has uh, been a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. And, um, new followers, sponsor opportunities, all that good stuff. I bet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been cool. And, uh, especially with how the series has grown, there's been a lot more eyes on it. And, and also, you know, big events like this, that, uh, Landon and Parker put on it's, uh, it's definitely cool with all the you know real life teams getting involved and also esports orgs getting involved. It's uh it's cool to see how it's grown. Absolutely. So so is this your full time gig or, or is this still hobby slash maybe get a check in the mail every once in a while kind of thing? Yeah, for me it's it's my full time gig. That's it's awesome. uh between yeah, between streaming and uh, running in the series. So um yeah, I definitely uh 
have a have a pretty cool job i'd say absolutely oh yeah man that's so cool uh one of these days who knows maybe this will turn into a paying podcast <laughs> yeah. uh, so all right so did you race in uh the carnomaly 500 in february uh i attempted but i i, I believe i can't remember if it was technically called prelims or or the duels or whatever it was, but whatever the first qualifying like races were, I think I got caught up in a wreck. So I didn't make it, unfortunately. Oh wow! But I did All attempt. Right. I did attempt to make it though. All right, so it's it's redemption time for it Casey. is. Yes, excellent. I love that. Um, talk a little bit about you know for, for the for the listener that maybe you know knows that e racing, i racing, are are virtual racing. Uh, what is the Coca Cola e racing series? Um, yeah, it's, we're basically the equivalent of the cup series on iRacing. Um, and you know, there's, there's a whole stepping ladder to get in the series. You literally start out in road to pro, which is the trucks basically. Uh, and then if you get through, through that, you go to the Xfinity cars, um, in, in the winter. And then if you get through that, then you get into the, the Coca-Cola series, but we, we race every, not every Tuesday, but typically every other Tuesday, um, about an 18 race schedule, uh, every other Tuesday, the, like the, the Tuesday, of the upcoming NASCAR race. So we race at the track, uh, like a, five days before they go there in real life. Um, so we kind of can kick things off in that way, especially it's a lot of these new tracks they've been going to lately. Um, but it's just the, the, the top of the top and, uh, in the NASCAR side of sim racing. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's grown a lot over the past few years. We've had a couple races on TV, um, and the prize pools gone up to now, or if you can, uh, if you win the championship, it's a hundred grand. So, it's uh, it's definitely uh, taking off in in some ways. That's awesome. Um, all right. So, what makes you know? So, uh, what, what's the difference between Landon and Parker's e racer series from the Coca Cola series? Obviously, you know, Landon and and Parker's are, are more one off events, uh, more more specialized. Uh, but you know, in, in terms of you know, I know landon and parker's is is a three-week event uh you know so how many days you know what what's qualifying and 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 all that like from the weekly series for you guys um yeah so we we just qualify literally right before the race on tuesday nights um so really our like i mean we we pretty much have two weeks leading up of just testing a, an absolute crap ton there's a lot of practice and and testing to get your setup right and everything to be competitive so um, yeah, I mean, it kind of feels the same way, the same length. Uh, just, we don't really have anything qualifying or racing wise until we get to that night. Um, but yeah, and then Landon and, uh, Parker's races, I mean, you see, I think it was like 23 of the 40 Coke series drivers signed up to run the race. Yeah, it was not. So, so the, uh, and, and also there's a lot of other very good people on the sim that aren't in the series and they have all, um, been in the race. So I'd say even the competition side, it's it's very similar and and especially you know um you know there's 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 a pretty nice prize pool on the line there's a lot of people Absolutely. put a lot of effort into it so <laughs> it's uh everyone's bringing their best of the best so you know really it's the only difference is yeah that it's a one-off deal and it's and there's kind of a different format to make it and all that kind of stuff but once you get into the competition side of it it's there's a lot of very good people in the in the competition especially when you get you know into the race itself when it gets boiled down to those 43 it's it's very very competitive absolutely um yeah so all right so let's look and talk about this for a minute here uh as far as your prep uh, that, that you're putting into the race coming up you know we got we got the the qualifying this week uh you know are, are you running your own uh different setups just to see what works you know how how do you get your setup dialed in 
Yeah, so I uh, really, really truthfully, I haven't had a whole lot of prep for this for this year compared to last year because um, you know we it it kind of it got announced I don't know maybe two weeks ago, but um, you know with with everything going on, it, it's kind of unfortunate timing where I was I recently was just on vacation for a week, um, so I actually ran the prelim race. Uh, at a friend's house about an hour from where I was on vacation. Oh, no kidding. Um, yeah. So I ran the prelim race there. Uh, and then, but, but before that I didn't even have, uh, much practice either. I didn't run any of the practice races they put on. And then, then again, I was on vacation for like five days before I had went to my friend's house to run it. So, um, and then, and then once we come back and it's time to prep for all of it, we're in the middle of, we've been on a month off from our from the Coke series and now we're back and we're literally running a back to back. Like we race tomorrow night on Tuesday at Pocono and we run the week after road America. So there's a ton of prep going into that. And then we got the whole firecracker deal going on. Um, but thankfully, uh, with the people that I work with on dead zone racing, um, Houston Hamer, who is our, one of our setup builders on the Coke side, um, he's helping a little bit on the firecracker, but also Kevin McAdams, who, um, does stuff with us, especially for the firecracker. He's, he's putting in a lot of effort and, um, thankfully that helps, you know, me focus on the Coke side, um, a little bit more, which when it's needed, but also, um, know that we'll have a good piece, uh, for the firecracker stuff. So especially, uh, Wednesday is probably going to be a big prep day for me for qualifying mainly. I mean, everyone wants to, you know, lock into the top 20 and qualifying and be locked in. Um, and in these cars, it's not as it's not a piece of cake to go run a qualifying lap like it is nowadays at Daytona. These things are a handful, right? <laughs> and they're very they're very line sensitive. You gotta get off pit road good, um, get through the gears good, hit the right line even on your out lap um, to get up to speed perfectly. So, um, like I said, I haven't had a whole lot of prep, but um, once we get through the Coke race Tuesday, uh, I'll, I'm sure I'll spend a good couple hours Wednesday getting ready for qualifying, and then hopefully nail a good quality lap. Awesome. All right. Well, all right. So let's, uh, you know, we've seen people with literally the, the Logitech uh, steering wheel and pedal set up at their desk. And then we've seen people with, you know, these massive sim rigs and all that. W- w- what are you racing in? So I, on the steering wheel and pedal side of equipment, I, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm doing pretty nice. I got uh, a Fanatec wheel, Fanatec pedals, uh, Thrustmaster shifter. Um, I actually use an MPI rim on a Fanatec universal hub. Um, that I use, and then, um, but I'm, but I'm still on a desk. I don't have a sim rig. It's all just attached to a desk. My monitors just sit on the desk. They aren't all like co- connected from some base or anything. Right, so, right. Um, <laughs> and you can make so, it work. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So steer, <laughs> steering wheel and pedals wise, I've got some nice stuff, but I'm still just on a basic uh, desk and desk chair. Fair enough. All right, man. Last one for you. If you win the big pole event, are you going to take the challenge at starting at the rear for the extra Absolutely. 20? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. There's no question. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, all right, man. We'll give a quick shout out to any sponsors and where can everybody follow you on social media? Yeah. Uh, thanks to uh, Xset. Uh, they're my esports team that I race with in the Coke series and, and back me through all this stuff. Um, so we'll have a pretty slick looking uh, exit machine on uh and the whole firecracker deal as well uh thanks to dead zone the setup guys houston amber dustin lingert setup guys um ethan kurtz is my spotter uh and then yeah my my socials uh you can follow me on twitch which is just casey kerwin my name 
uh, Twitter, which is Casey Kerwin 23, uh, and all that. So that's where I'll be and, uh, looking forward to the whole deal. Awesome, man. Well, listen, good luck this week in qualifying and next week in the big event. And, uh, who knows, maybe we'll talk to you in a week or so with Landon and Parker uh, and celebrating a win. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully with 20 grand too. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, man. Good luck. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, man. See you. Well, Lab Traffic Nation, that was Casey Curran. And just as I say about what, I don't know, 20 minutes ago, that I've been doing good, not keep, get, keeping the shows under an hour and 45. Tonight's show, going to be long. Sorry, but this is a lot of fun, having fun, giving you guys a, a, you know the usual Tuesday along with a, a little different perspective here. Uh, let's get our last uh, participant on the line, then we'll get back in and close things out like normal. We'll get Studwell on, some lucky dogs and fantasy to close this thing out. But first... Let's get uh, Brian Blackford from the NASCAR Hall of Fame on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. He's a sim racer, and he works for the NASCAR Hall of Fame. How cool is that? Welcome to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Brian Blackford. Brian, what's going on, man? Hey, man. Uh, Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. Um, Yeah, just uh, getting ready for the firecracker. It's It's a lot of work, but uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun too. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, the, uh, just kind of see it, you know, I, I, I did my first stuff with, uh, with, with Landon and, and, uh, Parker, you know, with the Carnomaly 500 and, and just seeing what those guys do. Uh, I joked with Landon, uh, last week when he was on the show, just like, you know, dude, the, how, how do you sleep? Because the amount of time and effort that you put into this and then, oh, by the way, that's right. I got to go travel and actually get in a real race car. Um, you know, it, it, it's I can only imagine how hectic things are. Yeah, I've been on Discord with him uh, kind of late into the night, and uh, he's just a very passionate person. He he loves what he does. Um, he, he takes this very seriously. You know, um, sim racing to him is it's been something that's been in his life for a very long time. And, uh, it's, it's really cool that he's just giving back to the community the way he is and Parker as well. They're just, um, they're just doing an amazing job and I can't say enough about them. Uh, Landon actually was on discord with me the other night, you know, just asking how the setup's going and everything. And he's genuinely interested in all this stuff. So it's pretty cool. Absolutely. No, 100%. And, and you know, that if you, you want to interact with some people, I mean, go join the eraser series. You know, it's, it's a very, as, as I joked with Landon uh, last week, you know, it's a very reasonable fee to join this and, and to, to try to partake mm-hmm. in these events. And you just never know. You could be paired up and race against Kyle Bush in your prelim race. You just don't know. And how that's worth the price of admission right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, I've gotten a chat a couple of times on discord with Dale jr. He just kind of pops in and just asking how the practice races are going or he'll join up and, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. You get to get to race with, with some very, uh, well-known real life drivers, some very well-known, uh, simulated drivers. And it's, uh, you never know who's going to show up. Uh, we had a couple spotters show up, TJ majors, pretty craft. So, uh, you never quite know who's going to show up to, to these e-racer events, which makes it pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, man, listen, uh, you work at the NASCAR hall of fame. What do you, what do you do there? How'd you get into that? Yeah. You know, I like to tell people I work for the hall of fame because, uh, I'm working from home right now. Um, 
so our parent company, the CRVA, owns and operates the uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame. So we're a, you know, we we oversee a, a couple of different venues, but my primary responsibility is the Hall of Fame and uh, Bojangles Entertainment Complex, which is just down the road. So uh, I do I do marketing for them. So I'm I'm the guy that updates the websites, updates uh, people through through email marketing. So uh, I'm in the marketing department in the CRVA. So um, we we I, I I get to typically um, I get to see Winston Kelly, you know, walk through the hallway, you know, in in the morning hours, and uh, that hasn't been the case, you know, for a while now because we've been working from home due to COVID. But um, excited to get back to the office, which we will be soon. That's all. Is is uh, is it is it open up to back up yet to the public or not yet? Oh yeah, the whole thing has been open for several months now. Um, but uh, the, I guess since I can do my job from from home, they've kept me home. Sure. So, sure. But I'm really excited to get back. It's gonna be it, it's gonna be refreshing to get uh, back in the office. I believe it. Well, Matt. So, did you race uh, in last year's event? Have you ra- did you race in the Carnomaly 500 at all? Yeah, so I I did race in the Firecracker 400 last year. I man, I nearly pulled that thing off. Um, I was running in third place with like eight laps to go. Uh, William Byron caught the wall in front of me and checked up really hard, and um, I had nowhere to go. I just uh, we got together. Um, you know, he apologized later on. So it, but man, that one that one was tough to to swallow. I uh, tough pill to swallow, I guess, but. Man, this year I think I think we'll we'll have another good shot at it if we can qualify in. Um, qualifying's not my strong suit. I did the Carnomaly 500 as well, and I was I was actually leading that one. With, uh, I think it was about ten was, to go. I was going to say so. I, I I remember that, and 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 as you say that, I'm like, man, that Blackford man. I'm I'm pretty sure I heard them say that name quite a bit at the end of the race. So yeah, I I, I yep. recall you being up there. Yeah, you know our. Our uh, style has never been to go out and lead every lap, so usually don't see me until the end of the race. And these are long races, and and with the damage model the way it is on these new uh, these new cars, these '87 cars, I don't expect there to be too many cars left at the end of this thing. <laughs> so it should be interesting. That's awesome. So, uh, let's. What type of setup you got going on? You know, do do you practice and put your your own stuff into it, or you got a team? What's because uh, everyone's got a little bit of different thing going on for it. <laughs> yeah, it's. I you know I I was planning on just working by myself for for this one, um, and I got I feel like I got most of, of the way there on my qualifying setup, but uh, then uh, myself and Jake Nichols, we're, we're good friends. We uh, started chatting over Messenger, just trading ideas. And one thing led to another. I sent him my setup. I, he sent me his setup. And Brendan Cattell has worked, um, who won the race last year, has worked closely with Jake. So uh, we're, we got a little bit of an alliance going on. But, um, you know, there's there's so many different people that I've been chatting to about, you know, different setup ideas. And, um, I think, you know, eventually everybody's going to kind of figure this car out because it's not as complicated as the cup car. So we, we should all end up in a pretty similar box and, um, we'll see who's the best driver at the end of it. That's awesome. What, what, uh, you know, uh, um, are, are you in the E NASCAR series? What, what other series do you run besides the E racer? 
Yeah, I um, I was in the World Championship, uh, the Coke Series from 2010 to 2017, I believe. Yeah, and I had a best points finish at fourth. Um, then then uh, then I had a son. <laughs> then that was much free, free <laughs> <Ben> time. <laughs> yeah, so it was a little a little challenging to keep that going at the at the pace I was going at. But uh, they say once you have a kid, you slow down like a tenth. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I, I feel like I've gained that tenth back. You know, Excellent. Like in the last last year or so. Excellent. Made a couple adjustments. You're back out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. All right, Matt. Well, we'll wrap it with this one. If you win the big event, are you going to take the challenge of starting at the rear for the extra 20k? Oh, you can count on it. I'll I'll, I'll take that in a heartbeat. Um, and. I think we got a shot at it. I, I still, I'm going to put in some more testing tonight. We'll see what happens, but uh, I think I need to gain about a half a tenth before uh, qualifying starts on Wednesday. So we'll see if we find it or not. And uh, I'm, I, either way, I'm just thrilled to even have made it past the prelims and be in the, in the running still. That's awesome. All right, Matt, well, give a shout out to uh, any sponsors and where everybody can follow you at on social media. Yeah, so um, I got a new sponsor for this event, Front Office Sports, and uh, they cover the the business of the sports world, including esports and NASCAR. So if you ever are interested in the financial aspect of sports or just how it's managed or any anything like that, you can you can find a lot of uh, great news on frontofficesports.com. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm I'm most active on Twitter of all the other ones. Uh, you can follow me there at Brian Black 33. So that's my handle. Um, but you, if you search Brian Black for it, it'll pop up. And uh, yeah, love to get to know new people. And uh, you know, this is this is a really cool podcast. So thanks for having me on and keep up the great work. Appreciate you having me. I appreciate that, man. Thanks so much. Good luck this week in qualifying. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll be talking to you in a couple of weeks with Landon and Parker to uh, celebrate a win. <laughs> I certainly hope so. I look forward to it. All right, man. Take care. All right. Take care. All right. Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at RaceWeather along with Brian Newdorf at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. Keeping us up to date on all the weather happenings across NASCAR and all that good stuff. And and I've got uh, fingers and toes crossed because, uh, as you heard Kevin Heaney mention it at the start of the show, everybody thinks when you hear Pocono that it's going to rain. So uh, joining us once again, Mr. Aaron Studwell. Sir, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well on yourself. Oh, just another day in paradise, my man. Uh, how you been? What's new and exciting? All that good stuff. Oh, Nashville. I uh, just got back late last night from Nashville. Went, I was actually working at the uh, Extended Race with the uh, business development, sponsorship development I'm doing for Landon Castle. And we had um, client meetings, Voyager, which really has taken off. And there is a plug from him. That was unintended. But he's gotten a lot of press from him and MSNBC. And he did, he did just a nice, nice launch for them. Uh, Sunday, I did probably the smartest thing was stay away from the track. Everybody I know had a great time. But getting in and getting out, they said it wasn't quite as bad as Kentucky their first year. But it was uh, tough getting in and out. Uh, then just tried to work on some business yesterday and – finally finally getting around to finishing unpacking here i just said i can't step around boxes anymore and step on enough cords it's not uh, like that, stepping on a lego that's all uh, that's all prime day packages right 
Oh, it was literally to the ceiling. Uh, you know, I have not given into the temptation of Prime Day yet. Although I, although I have had friends say, "You really need one of these." Like, are you getting kickbacks? Right. Oh, I mean, I am. I'm the biggest Prime Day proponent. Like, and it's funny. I was talking to my sister last night, and it's only happened to me once. I pre-ordered it. I'm still waiting. It says it should be uh, first pre-orders will be going out July through August, and it was like ninety bucks. But I am a big. Uh, I, I like checklists. I like to be able to check things off and all this kind of stuff. And you know, like the the register tape holder off like a micro machine at a restaurant, like that. You know, spits the tape out real quick. All that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So it looks like that. And what it does is it syncs up to Alexa and you can tell Alexa, Alexa, print me off a to do list with, you know, X, Y, Z on it. And it prints it off in checklist format with boxes to cross off. And I am so excited for that thing to get here. So, <laughs> I mean, I, don't... I, I wish this was, this was a video podcast because right. I really wish you could capture the look of confusion. I have on my face right now. I'm a big checklist guy too. I live, live and die by them. Yep. But that, I was really thinking of something you're going to hook to the Golden D machine. Oh, well, I mean, if they came out with something cool for that, I mean, I'd be doing that in a heartbeat. Um, <laughs> here, I just, uh, this is, so we'll have to divert for a minute, but I just sent you a picture of what it looks like. So you can come back when that gets through there. Um, so uh, Nashville was good. Weather was good. All that good stuff. Um, uh, it, it was hot. I can't. You know, it was hot on Saturday. Oh, it was worse on Sunday. Yeah. For yeah. everybody out there and no shade. I shouldn't say no shade. Minimal shade. They really people were they actually put a friend of mine said they had uh, rocking chairs underneath the stands where it was shady and the breeze kind of came through. Oh, but wow. that was it. Man, ran out and ran out of water. Yeah. Ran out of Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah that's logistics, that's, folks. Yep. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, we are headed to Pocono, the big double. Uh, fans back in the stands, five races, three days. How are we looking? Oh, it's Pocono. Yeah. It's gonna rain. <laughs> this was the easiest one I had. As even before I was like Pocono. June, Pocono, rain. Um there's a cold front and of all things these are actually real cold fronts because i know it's actually pretty chilly up in parts of michigan today. yes it is yes it is and uh it's not going to this next front's going to kind of stall out west of the region over the great lakes but and it's going to be bringing up a lot of gulf moisture temperatures are going to be warm i mean we're looking in the upper reasonably warm it's it's unseasonably warm for there but it's gonna be nice i mean you're looking around 80 Okay. Which isn't what? Yeah, exactly. Which isn't ninety-five. Right. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, cloudy Saturday, cloudy skies, chance of showers and thunderstorms. Although I'm saying just the chance because they're going to be more scattered. It's not going to be widespread, which kind of makes it almost even worse from a Pocono standpoint from watching and monitoring because of the mountains and there's no closed radar, and it's just it's just a pain. And so you're just kind of hoping to get most things in and kind of running back and forth Sunday decreasing clouds AM showers kind of into the midday area but by later in the afternoon it looks like it's going to clear out some so it's another case if they need to be patient these are shorter races thank god <laughs> uh, five, 
Uh, 500 miles to Pocanel, I just just gouge my eyes out for me because I'm going to have fallen asleep. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I, th- I honestly think it's it's the perfect length for Pocono. Uh, I agree. You know, I, I think it'll be good, and the fact that it's back to back, you know, I I'm excited. You know, I loved the you know, granted not under the circumstances, but I enjoyed watching some of the doubles that we had last year. Uh, it made it fun. You know, shorter races, new strategy. You know, different approaches to how some of the crew chiefs managed it and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh, a, a double this year. So, and this, I yeah. mean. This is the only planned one, so I'm ready to take it in. And I think it's a nice way to say, okay, traditionally, historically, y'all have had two races. Yes. But two weekends there, I think there are other locations, and it's I think it's a good way to do oh, two races. Yep. Traditionally, one weekend, everybody goes, comes back. It's not really that big of a travel issue either. Right. Yeah, no, that that's for sure. You know, Michigan ran into the same issue. You know, that's why we did lose a race. You know, and I think the fact, you know, Michigan and Pocono were two unique tracks uh, or events, uh, uh, race weekends, because they were almost always, I, almost always eight weeks apart. Sometimes Pocono was seven weeks. Like, you know, that's a lot of ask on the fans to make that type of a commitment that close back to back. And I think that just made it hard, you know? So it's awesome that they're able to put this together, not lose the race, have something exciting uh, around it, you know, not just one race weekend, but Hey, we're giving you two cup races. You know, I love it. I love everything about it. No, I think it's good for the fans. It's good for the sport, and hopefully, it's good for the broadcast. Absolutely. All right, sir. Well, anything else? I am good. I you am... have a busy evening, young man. I do. Get that show done. I will. I will. All right. Yeah, I know you will. <laughs> Live Traffic Nation. Make sure you follow Aaron on Twitter at RaceWeather along with Brian Newdorf. Uh, sir, great to catch up. Catch you in a couple weeks. You will. We'll right. talk before then. Of course. I know it. All right. Well, Lap Traffic Nation, great to catch up with Aaron as always, but you guys know what that sound means. Yes, it's time for this week's Lucky Dog Lap Down Picks. You guys know the drill. You can tweet your picks uh, after any of the races on uh, race weekend and send them over, and I'll get them into the show. Uh, as, I, as I mentioned, the Wave Around Hotline is officially retired from a weekly perspective, but that just means there's more opportunity for new things, which, like I said at the start of the show, I'm really excited about Twitter spaces, and I think that's going to be a fresh way to be able to get you guys in the mix more on the show and hey maybe it flops who knows we'll see what happens but uh, always got to try new stuff so without further ado my lucky dog of the race weekend for weeks now is uh, Kyle Larson because how could it not be uh, my lap down this week is definitely Ryan Blaney uh, just an unfortunate mishap there and he's, he's been the product of bad luck as of late um, okay Let's get to your tweeted responses. Scott at 1985 Wagner's lucky dog, Ryan Priest. Perfect record in the truck series. Yes, he's batting a thousand. Uh, lapped down. Uh, lap traffic podcast. Me. I'm Scott's lap down for putting an evil idea in uh, Scott's head for picking John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, yep. Sorry. And I think he's uh, can, I think Scott's doing that for the rest of the season now, too. Uh, Scott's Xfinity picks. Lucky dog, Josh Berry. Uh, solid partial season for Junior Motors sports uh lap down is a tie between lap traffic picking uh, uh austin Cindric and lap traffic fantasy and kyle bush lied about stopping at 100 wins uh go figure a man would be good on his word 
And then Scott's uh, cup picks, Lucky Dog at Ross Chastain, second place with strategy. Lap down, Blaney, bad mechanical day. Uh, Jeff at JBEF1789, Lucky Dog. How about Stewart House Racing showing some speed today? That's been a long time coming for them. Lap down, all those in lap traffic fantasy that went with the Syndrick strategy. Great run. Justin Allgaier, thanks for the points. I love that, man. That's badass. Uh, Brian at Storm and B81, Lucky Dog. Was there any? Lap down, Bush lying to everyone because he's not going to quit because he needs to stroke his ego and win in the lower series. Ooh, that's 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 fighting words there, Brian. That's that's for sure. Uh, Jess at Iowa NASCAR fans, Lucky Dog, Kyle Larson. We're witnessing greatness. Lap down, everyone not named Kyle Larson. True. Uh, Rowdy at the Rowdy Dragons. Lucky dog. Kyle Larson, like I said in Vegas, he's just getting started. Only now he has more to show for it. Uh, lap down the 24 car for letting the watermelon man get by him to end the Hendrick 1-2 history-making streak. Good call there. Uh, Jacob at Jacob Racing 18. Lucky dog. Chastain lap down. Kyle Busch because he qualified well but had a terrible day. Uh, Kristen at K Hoglin 79. Lucky dog. Ross Chastain for a second-place finish. Lap down the break issues for so many teams 100 percent uh colin at colin uh underscore with underscore cars oh man no wave around hotline this week oh well sorry bro uh lucky dog has to go to kyle larson dude won four in a row is untouchable a lap down to the break rotors in the cup series they were coming apart like crazy Mick at GoDucks42 underscore Mick. Lucky Dog has to be Young Money in the entire five team. A lap down that there is a 550 package and we can't have racing like this more often. Yes, sir. Uh, David at D-Flint14's Lucky Dog. Nashville and Dover Motorsports. Other than traffic issues, perfect day with a great race. Uh, good choice on the resin rather than PJ1. Uh, at Marcus, SMI, Texas Motor Speedway, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Take note. Lap down. Never good to have that many brake issues. Yes, you know, and hey, traffic issues, you know what, man, I, I, I get it because I wasn't sitting in the traffic issues, but hey, it's good. It's a good problem to have traffic issues. That means people showed up uh, and that's something that can be fixed for sure. Uh, Matthew at CH9SE fan, lucky dog goes to the melon man and great call to end up P2. Uh, just saying it straight one, uh, lucky dog, uh, Kyle Larson racing and uh, Cliff Daniels Um Call uh, claim fuel saving conservation and great strategy. A lap down, numerous brake concerns from drivers throughout the race. Nashville did it right today. Drivers had to drive, crew chiefs had to manage, fans had a hell of a show. I like that one, sir. Uh, Lisa at LL Chanana's Lucky Dog, hands down, my guy Larson. Uh, we're only beginning to see his greatness. As a fellow lapper said, lap down is anyone not named a Larson. Uh, and Carson at Carson Hagelin, Lucky Dog goes to Ryan Priest for making the most of his opportunity and winning his first truck start. Lap down goes to the double zero crew member in charge of the right front tire before the race. Dangerous mistake to make. Yeah, that was pretty scary. And last but not least, Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR fire. Lucky dog Larson, pure dominance. Lap down brakes. Parking cluster at the track. Everyone who wasn't allowed to bring in coolers yet again. Yes, that's definitely causing a stir, isn't it? Uh, all right, that is going to do it for this week's Lucky Dog Lap Down Picks. Can't wait to hear what y'all have for the Pocono Double. 
All right, Lap Traffic Nation, let's close this thing out with a little Lap Traffic Fantasy. Just a reminder to get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Uh, check the website if you need to see who you've picked already. Keep the Twitter interaction up on Twitter using hashtag LTFantasy. We got nine more uh, cup races with everything in between for segment two before we set our playoff grid. But right now, joining me on the line, he's new to the Fantasy League this year. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at MLUDS20. Mark, what's going on, man? How are you? Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, for coming on. Appreciate it. Uh, so there was we had one guy that had two hundred and forty or a uh, two hundred one hundred and forty five points this weekend, uh, but he wasn't able to make it. And then we a lot of second place points with one thirty six, which is uh, where you fell into play there. And glad you were able to make it work here. Uh, but before we get to all that, what'd you think of the racing at Nashville this weekend? Oh, I thought it was awesome. It's always great to go to a new track and especially a short track or an intermediate track as, as you will. And I thought it was just great. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I know the brake issues caused a lot of problems, but I, I kind of feel like it was it was cool. Not that we had brake issues, but that we had a unique issue that it then re- revolved around strategy as well as driver skill in terms of who could manage what breaks they had left late in the run. Uh, did, were you cool with that or, or, you know, would you rather have not have seen that issue? No, that's definitely a good point. Uh, I always like seeing races come down to the end of the wire, whether it's going to be someone running out of gas or whatever, whose tires are going to hold on. So like, I definitely like to see that happen in the race because it's something you don't see that often. So to me, it makes it kind of more memorable. Absolutely. You know, it, it, uh, you know, something like that just made me think of Indy and the tire issues a few years back. And, you know, I personally think, you know, granted SHR, definitely you could tell they had a little bit more speed, but uh, I really... I really believe that part of the reason why, uh, you know, Kevin Harvick finished where he did this weekend was because Kevin Harvick is so masterful with managing his car and managing brakes and managing tire wear. I think that's why he's so dominant at Atlanta. Uh, I think that's why he's good at Darlington. Uh, you know, when, when he's good at Bristol, he's good at Bristol and, and all those places to where tires and, and brake management come into play. Uh, and I think that fell into his wheelhouse this weekend. Yeah, definitely. I could see that with his uh, experience uh, definitely helped him. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, I, I've had quite an abysmal couple weeks. Uh, you know, I, I've been riding the John Hunter Nemechek, Austin Sindrick train for a while, which kind of failed me a little bit. And Kyle Busch didn't do too well uh, from a points perspective. So I only picked up 84 points and, and I've been falling fast from 12th to 14th to 32nd to 43rd in segment two. Uh, you had a nice pick this week with Hunter, Allgaier and Larson for 136. How uh, However, you are in 60th, so uh, what, what's the strategy to kind of move up here and, and, and hopefully make the playoffs for you? Well, that's a good question because I've been following the standings and I kind of had a rough couple weeks until this last one, so hopefully I can ride this momentum. I'm probably just going to keep sticking with my gut and keep going with the bigger names and just kind of ride momentum and not be afraid to pick Larson more. Cause in the first segment, I kind of held back a couple times. Cause I'm like, all right, this is ridiculous. I don't want to pick him again, but it's like, you'd be foolish not to with how good he's been doing. And Absolutely. And it's since, like, you know, and since it's the, uh, 
you know, kind of the Larson rule this year in lap traffic fantasy that won't be there next year because he'll obviously be in the playoffs. But um, yeah, you know, and now it's like, all right, man, I didn't, I wasn't able to capitalize on it. Now it's like, all right, you, at some point he isn't going to win a race, you know, and that's, you know, so it's like, when do you not pick him and all that good stuff? So now it's going to be strategy will be interesting as, as we're midway here through segment two for sure. Uh, let's hit the top 10 in segment two. Uh, still in first with 645 is Steven from DFS NASCAR. And second with 603 is Pete Curvin. Two-way tie for third with 601 between Henry Fletcher, Jeff Rose. Two-way tie for fourth with 593 between Jeff Brevin, Matthew Miles. And sixth with 591 is Kristen Hoglin. Two-way tie for sixth with 583 between Glenn uh, Atkins and Joseph Scapino. Uh, seventh, 582, Brett Morris. Eighth with 577, Stephanie Borges. Two-way tie for ninth, 574, Danny Litwin, John Eswitzel. And wrapping out the top ten with 572, is uh, Stephen Florence. So close battle up there for sure. Uh, still anybody's game for uh, segment two to get that awesome customized lap traffic trophy. Uh, bonus points are starting to really become a factor here. Uh, Henry Fletcher with nine, John Entwinsel with eight, uh, Carson Haglin, Eric Souter with six, Jumpy Bob, Brad Carnes, Eddie Greer, Fred LeClaire, Glenn Atkins, Joseph Scampino, Stephanie Holler, and Stephen all with five, and then it just goes on and on from there. And then the cumulative standings, the big one. Uh, in first, uh, Henry Fletcher, 1796, John Entwinsel, 1774, Fred LeClaire, who's locked into the playoffs in third. We got Pete Curvin, Jess Rose, Jeff Beaven, Glenn Atkins, uh, Michael from the Blind Spot Pod, Brad Carnes, Stephen from DFS, Stephen Florence, yours truly, Joe Hewson, Josh Neal, Carson Haglin, Chad Robb, and David Mullins wrap out the top 16 as we stand. Uh, all right, Mark, what do you say? You ready to make some picks? Oh, yeah. All right, let's do it. We are headed to the Poconos, where with the exception of Kevin Harvick last year, Toyota has won six of the last seven races. Chevy's last win came back at the hands of Kurt Busch back in 2016. Uh, Kyle Busch has a pair of wins in those six wins. So does Denny Hamlin. Martin Truex has won. Joe Gibbs, be a solid pick this week if you're trying to change course of picking Larson. Uh, for those, like I said, frustrated with that, we won't have that issue next year. Uh, do you take Joe Gibbs Racing? Can Kevin Harvick rally back from his top five this weekend and get to victory lane? We'll find out. But first, it's time for our picks. All right, man, we'll start with you for the truck series. Who do you got? All right, I'm going to throw a curveball here, and I'm going to ride with Todd Gillen. Todd Gillen, I like that. That's solid. Uh, I am going to stay course with the trucks, and I am going to go with John Hunter Nemechek for the trucks. But... I am definitely switching it up as, as we move along here. Uh, all right, man, over to the Xfinity Series. Who you got? Well, you said Ty Gibbs. I didn't know what he was racing. If he's racing, I'm picking him. Oh, no, no, no. I said I'm switching things up as we move along. Oh, oh okay. Well, <laughs> but if he's I was going to pick Austin Sindrick, but, uh, yeah, if Ty Gibbs is racing, I'm, I'm going to pick him. Solid. Uh, yeah, if, if you need to change, just let me know. Uh, I'm going to go with the nine of Noah Gregson. Uh, I know he's been streaky, uh, but I think he's due. So I'm going to go with Noah Gregson this weekend in Xfinity. Uh, all right, man. Cup race number one on Saturday. Who do you got? Got to ride the momentum. Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson. I am with you for cup race number one with Kyle Larson. Uh, cup race number two on Sunday. Who do you got? 
Well, I've seen him win two out of the three times I've been the Pocono, so I got to pick Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. All right, cool. All right. I, too, uh, am going to go with Joe Gibbs racing for Sunday, but I'm going to go with the 11 of Denny Hamlin to finally get his first victory of 2021. All right, man. Well, listen, good luck the rest of the way. Thanks for calling in tonight, and uh, maybe we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, man. Yeah. Good talking to you. Uh, you too, man. Everybody go follow Mark on Twitter at Ludz 20 Mark, great to talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, have a good one. You too. We'll see ya. All right, Lab Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for a very long episode, 247 of Lab Traffic Podcast. Uh, make sure you check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lab Traffic Podcast, YouTube, Lab Traffic Podcast, uh, and, of course, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff, at Lab Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Pocono Raceway, Chris Hacker, Brandon Cattell, Casey Carwin, Brian Blackford, Ryan Vargas, Aaron Studwell, and Mark Ludington for all being a part of the show tonight. We'll put something together for next week, I'm sure. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Laugh Traffic Podcast. See ya.